And welcome, welcome to the next segment of the Wise yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yeah. guess who's here? Sean. Sean's here. Is this a little streak? No. Two weeks in a row. I know, right? I just <laughs> want to let. It. I just want to let you know you deserve it. Thank you. You. Thank you. Deserve it. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's get into this here. Get into it. All right. So, recently, um, Dave Meltzer was asked the question: If the WWE of the Hogan era had been like today's with the frequent title belt changes who would have deserved to be world champion that never was because there are a ton of people during Hogan's era who never were champ you know kind of like the Michael Jordan era (laughs) Um, Dave Messler's response was every guy on a roster just like today Today, it's the You Deserve It era. Everyone gets the game ball in Pay Wee League once during the season. Now, maybe a little exaggerated. A little bit, yeah. But he has a point. Okay? Like, everybody shitted on Brock Lesnar for his title reign. But if you remember, you know, wrestling in the 80s, that was typical. You hardly saw the champ. Appearances here or there, you know, at the big shows to make the big tickets. And we do have, we do live in an era of wrestling, and I'll, we'll just say WWE because we won't get into others, but there are frequent title changes often. Yeah. Like, Charlotte <laughs> has been on the main roster for what, two, three years? Mm-hmm. And is already a seven time champ. Eight time. Eight times champ. I have a theory about that, but continue. Um, and it does, and in some cases, you know, and I've heard these, and the reason it bothers me because I've heard these words used before. We heard it with Charlotte when it comes to being in the main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. She deserves to be in that match. We heard it with Kofi. He deserves to be in a match. Not taking it from him. But that was some people's sentiment that he had been in the game long enough. And that was the reason. Eleven years. That was the years. reason he should be in that match because he earned it just by being in the WWE for eleven years and not having an opportunity at it. People get in title matches all the time these days. It appears, and maybe this is because we know too much about what goes on behind the scenes for like dumbass reasons. Like John Cena just shows up and gets a title match. He doesn't do it anymore. But there was a good span where he'd just show up and be like, AJ Styles has the title. I'd like to wrestle him for it. Wasn't that last year? <laughs> on his, it's possible. On his quest yeah. to get to WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. Like, stuff like that. You know, and, and we run into this kind of stuff. It doesn't happen often, and I don't think it happens as often as Dave may be alluding to here. But there is a sense of people getting opportunities, not necessarily because they are over, but because there's some there's some other reason why they should be there. Like the entire women's pay per view was filled with like women from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Because that what? opportunity wasn't there for them back then. Because what? Because they deserved it. How many women on the roster that were currently on the roster didn't get an opportunity because we gave Shine to others? And we've been doing that in a Royal Rumble for how many years? 
You know what I'm saying? Pushing old guys out there who could barely walk, you know, to let them t tip their cap one more time. You know, sh the entire half the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views are filled with that kind of stuff. Right. Now, that's more money motivated, but it's still like, you know, these guys deserve to go there because they've paved the way or whatever that case may be. So, to me, this conversation is like a combination of different so many different perspectives and views on, on how you got to view today's product versus the product back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, there's way more pay-per-views yep. right now. And on top of that, there's this WWE logic that says, hey, it just happened tonight. Hey, there's this pay-per-view coming up, so you have to defend this title. Where... Dude, for no reason other than somebody says you got to do it because it's a pay-per-view coming up. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, whereas, like, back in the 80s, you know, they didn't have so many pay-per-views or whatever. And, you know, so they could have these long-term champs or these long-term storylines that they run. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I guess I kind of get it. See, I... I, I also get it when I start listening when we start thinking about the other all these people in the WWE roster who are pissed off right now we got a lot of people pissed off because they feel like they're not getting enough opportunities and this is kind of my theory on that is kind of what we talked about before when we talked about the Kofi Kingston situation going into Wrestlemania um, with some people there's this potential that that's been being seen and before they have all of the tools that you think they would need in order to be in the spotlight they're getting pushed to the moon mm -hmm. whereas other people who have been to workhorses who deserve you know some shine deserve to be in that spot in there once in a while next thing you know there's this imaginary list of 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 uh, imaginary list of, of things of boxes that need to be checked off before this person can get an opportunity. Correct. So I, I you know, I side with the wrestlers on that end. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you guys a different route. Okay. And I'm gonna say there's a lot more opportunities, whatever the case may be. I'm gonna equate it to the same way that baseball is trying to tinker and coming up mm -hmm. with a bunch of ways to change the pace of the game. It's because this younger generation is more interested in and this is why. WWE has over a billion followers on YouTube, on Instagram, on Snapchat, because they get it in small doses. Mm -hmm. So if you can go ahead and rather than have these long title runs, so I think those days are over, where you're going to see somebody try to beat Brock Lesnar's record of holding the belt for 300 days or well. Pete Dunne's for, for the time being. But I think it's more so them trying to throw that angle as like, all right, well, how can we keep them interested now? There's more swerves than there is actually good storylines where, you know, it progresses where it's not like, I mean, kind of like a case in point where Becky and this whole two-belt thing going from SummerSlam all the way up until WrestleMania lasting, what, four to six months? Yeah. Right. As like, I think it's more <coughs> that nowadays it's not so much you deserve it. It's like, okay, who's got the most heat on social media? Who can we push? That way, that would be my perspective on it because mm -hmm. it's a way for them to go ahead and push new faces. 
more the more the charismatic ones that you don't get to see on it, but here they are on the WWE Instagram story hosting something, or you see them going through Twitter and engaging in a little beef, and all of a sudden it becomes an instant match because they they tweeted at each other. So in that instance, it it would be more like you're gauging uh, superstar engagement with the public mm-hmm. and kind of putting it into like a like a stock market system. Yeah. Or, or like a power ranking, like I mean, it makes, to, it, like, it like makes just reintroduced yeah. that power ranking when Daniel Bryan was the general manager, and they still they still put it on ESPN, they still put it on Bleacher Report, yeah, they still go ahead and post it on all these wrestling sites when it comes to the uh, who's got the most heat coming up. Andrade was the number one superstar a week ago, and he won his match against Finn Balor. Outside of that, what has he been talked about? His relationship with Charlotte, and it's all over social media. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that would be. See, I like the idea of having something like that that we can look at, mm-hmm. and we know that they're also using it too. You know, to try to determine exactly what type of story they want to tell us on television and in pay per views. We know it's not always going to be a successful t- story term. We know that, right? But but that's I, something to look I into. think one thing that it, I mean, and I'll speak definitely for the WWE in this case. That they are dangerously walking that path mm-hmm. of giving the fans what they want too much. Because yeah. uh, well, give I'm, them too much, and I'm, they start complaining about something. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you're right, because that's where the you deserve it come from. Mm-hmm. They come from the crap. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. And it's like whenever the WWE, and this is this pays off from them being now a publicly traded company more than anything else. I don't know. I don't even know if to say if they're afraid to at this point, but they're definitely not in a position where they feel like they can just like piss off the fans on a regular basis. Especially with that Fox thing coming rapidly approaching in September. No, that's why this last this last WrestleMania was great to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, warms the heart. You know, cockles of the soul and all that kind of stuff. But it concerned me because they just. Gave everybody what they wanted, and I don't want to see that being a trend, because you're gonna get some good, good stories. Aren't the way aren't like that. Well, here's here's the thing: it's not it's not so much that they're just giving in to what the fans want. It's it's more so that they're just being reactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Absolutely. is which for any company of that size, it's just a bad business model. It means you do not have a plan. Agreed. Or it that means, you're willing to just. You're not committed to your plan. Exactly. Okay, I think they have plans. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're committed to their plans. Right. Because, you know, like the Kofi thing, I think is different. Because that's kind of like the Daniel Bryan thing. Where yeah. it was too much of a swell to do almost anything else. Now, me, as, like, I like to say, my, call myself a storyteller. A person who enjoys good stories. Um, that story was too cheesy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially how it just almost literally followed the Daniel Bryan thing to a T. I mean, it's not like we well, haven't seen WWE. If you're reacting, if, if you're reacting to what the what the what the audience is feeling, correct? You have three weeks to book this match, right? You don't have much of a choice. Yes, I get that. <laughs> 
Well, and that's that where too. committing to your story that you've written comes into play. You know, but, you know, like, now WWE is in a situation where almost all of their champions are faces. Yeah. Yeah. And well, see, that's the, that's the thing, too, because, like, when the WWE makes their plans, and, they, and we know that, you know, they want Roman Reigns to headline the next WrestleMania. Of course, because he's back in... Healthy. I mean, but even eh, it, but, but but I have to disagree with that. But no, I'm not even talking about now. I'm talking about the three years. Oh yeah, that yeah. they did that. Yeah, and we knew that that what was coming. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody knew that last year. But again, at no point, at least at WrestleMania, the biggest mistake was, in my opinion, was each year that he was at WrestleMania, they never committed to the storyline. No. Like, the storyline told you it was right there. Even if we saw it a mile away, Roman Reigns walking out of WrestleMania the champion. But because of Brock's last-minute bullshit, you know, he got cheated at least two of the years out. Bill McMahon's last-minute bullshit as well. Well, no, yeah. no, I mean... But as I say, it's, 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 it's two extremes. Like, it doesn't work either way. This is just the point I'm, I'm ultimately making. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it doesn't work when you when you try to have that long term storyline, and you're not really in touch with what your audience is looking for. But at the same time, you can't always react mm-hmm. to what your audience wants either. You might as well just put a fucking poll every week on Twitter <laughs> and just let them let us book the shows if that's going to be. The I mean, and it seems like they're doing that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to some extent, like you said, but then we still get those. Ridiculous triple threat matches on each on each week, and it's the same three. And for God's sakes, we had the Shield's last chapter last night again. Oh, They're just, just milking the shit out of that. I exactly, and it was just okay. And it's the same three again. It was. I didn't. I didn't really have that much of a problem with that, only because I feel like the network should show more. But um, house it, shows and stuff like that. What 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 ruined that was the fact that it was already done. Profusely on Raw. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. If it's it wasn't like seventeen weeks of that, if it wasn't for that, same shit. That wouldn't have felt so bad. But what you know what uh, uh, the other thing that irked me? Mm-hmm. Where's Ambrose from? Right. Why the fuck was it done in the Quad Cities? If that was the Shield's last thing, you you did. I think, I think it had more to do coincidentally because it was Raw's tonight in Iowa. No, I, I had more to do with the ending of his contract, which is the end of April. Mm-hmm. And where they happen to be at that time, mm-hmm. okay. again being reactive. Yeah, you know. Um, but another thing that like irks me, and I threw this up on Twitter: How the hell does Dean win his last match, and Kurt Angle does it? Well, there's a bigger plan. They've already said that Kurt Angle's coming back in some form or fashion. He's not Ambrose gonna is done. He's not going to wrestle, but he's going to. But be, uh, it's just like again, he's uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Ambr- Ambrose a Hall of Famer? He's a Grand Slam. Yeah. And it, I think I think the entire Shield it gets in That's in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it'd probably be best for them to all go in at once. But, yeah, it's we're, one of those situations, yeah. We're, we're, we're about a good 10 years away from that. If that. But you, I mean, they literally were the main events of pay-per-views for like three straight years. And of them in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't ignore that they do have an era. There's a shield era, 
you know, might be three three years long or whatever the case may be, but the shield era does exist. So what so what's the solution? From a WWE standpoint, there is none. No. Because of the way that their business model is shaped. They don't I agree with Ray. They their audience is a very ADD audience. Mm-hmm. Where okay, if they see while they'll tolerate seeing some things before, they won't tolerate like you're not gonna see a JBL type thing again. You know, where somebody holds the title for a long time. Yeah, AJ hold the title for almost for over a year. But he also wasn't the main event. Correct. You know what I'm saying? When he right. defended those belts. That's what I'm saying. Like he was, unless it was a SmackDown and even then Right. It was a crapshoot. You know what I'm saying? So and AJ's a special star where he could hold a title for a while, <coughs> have great matches each time, and still have those programs feel fresh in some way. But I think there's like three or four guys in the entire roster who can actually do that. You know, AJ, Seth, Finn to a certain extent, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, I, I, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. But... You're definitely going to see... I mean, WWE, A, they call back to their past so damn much. It's ridiculous to this point. I mean, they've done it less right? up to this, you know, recently. But I don't think it's just ever going to not go away. Um, we're going to see title changes. We're going to see the politics come into play. Okay, so... Because we're, we're just going to circles talking about more and more problems with the WWE. From... Forget the forget the WWE perspective. We know that they're stubborn and right. they're just not going to change. But that's I. But what could be a solution? I'm gonna tell you what's going to be a solution, and that's competition elsewhere that does it differently. Yeah, it's it's all going to be telling. Because I know I disagree with that. Because you're putting them in a position to be reactive. You know, you're putting them in a position to make them change. It's Reactive just, and change just, is totally yeah, two different. It would things. have to be a systemic change to make sure that they don't we're, have to. Like do we're that. talking about the difference between WWE before the Montreal screw job and after. You know what I'm saying? A systemic change. Like we're we're done doing things this way because it's not working. Or we're getting like, our asses. We're not necessarily getting our asses kicked. I don't think WWE will ever be in the position to get their asses kicked. No, that won't ever happen again. But it will be a position. Where, and it's already started happening, where fans stop coming to the live events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fans, you know, fill up only half arena at pay-per-views. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where, you know, because that's when people like Fox are going to get involved. You know what I'm saying? Depends when you're public. <laughs> you know, Fox is going to be like, yo... You know, this ain't working for us. We're not getting the sponsorship deals. That We've we already have. seen their well, influence okay, so, today with their with their moves. So, so that, and that's exactly what I'm talking about because Fox is already not sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. and they're getting in and getting involved and making demands. They wanted a Latino them. presence to go ahead to help out their so, deportes channel. So, so I guess, let me ask the question a different way. Let's just focus on SmackDown since that's what Fox is going to be in control of. What are they going to do? What do you think they're going to do? To be proactive in this sense and not be reactive. Well, I, I could see. Well, I could see this. Okay. I could see Fox calling a meeting if it hasn't already happened. Yeah. And say, Vince, what's your plan? What is your plan for the next 
None of going, the, none of going the, up going up to WrestleMania it's with not, your storylines. And it's not a secret that he is heavily still no. heavily involved in creative. No. And that he no, throws those swerves at the last second. Right. And that's what I say. I think I could see that happening. Because I could see Fox like wanting to know what's gonna go happen there. I don't see Fox like being all trusting and we've already proven that point that they're not. Fox being all trusting and be like, Well we trust what kind of storyline she's gonna put out there. No, they're gonna wanna know. So they're gonna be like, "What is your course? What do you plan to do?" Who's gonna be in charge of creative? I, I actually like. What is your role? I actually don't really see Fox deferring to the old regime for the new plan. I see them putting one of their people in. Yeah, putting. I mean, putting together their own plan and presenting that and saying that this is where where we're gonna roll. What's the problem? I don't think I don't think Vince would ever go with that. He took their money already. He took their money, but he won't. He won't let them control his shit. We'll see. It's, a bit, it's interesting. It's only a few months That's away. Saying, yeah. yeah, it's only a few months away. We already started seeing changes already to the SmackDown roster, just to benefit, or what would be a perceived benefit mm-hmm. for Fox expanding. The I WWE mean, we definitely coverage. see what they they want from a product. <laughs> Damn boy. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of no plan, here come the Viking Raiders. And now they have this. They still have the same gear. Still, still the War Raiders. <laughs> oh my God! That's what that. Yeah, but I mean, see, something like this would piss off Fox. You did what? To what? <laughs> no. Yeah. We don't want that. No. So, but yeah. We'll we'll see how this develops and see if there's anything that WWE does. I, I do have like one simple idea. What's that? That could work. I'm not sure who will have to implement it. Make sure you trademark this idea. <laughs> we joke around about cutting the checks, but I mean, you need to have something like <clears throat> you definitely need to have like a different entity that controls it, but some sort of ranking system that everybody adheres to. See, but that's that, that eliminates the politics, and that's one of the biggest problems with not just WWE, but pro wrestling in general. That eliminates backstage politics. Doesn't that and then, which I okay. love it. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm suggesting that's a solution. I'm not saying yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, but that would be lovely, you know. Because if you, I'm saying it from the perspective of if you give something, you give the fans and the company a middle ground, you know. To something else to give them, give both sides a look at and be like, okay, I see why this makes sense. I see why that doesn't make sense. Who gets the next title shot? You know what I'm saying? Who's in the security? You know what I'm saying? It's it definitely, just, I think it's definitely going to be a collective effort when it comes to Fox. I honestly. It has to be. It has to be. It can't be just Vince going in at the last second and saying, you know what? Let's make this change. I. I, I I can't see them being okay I, with I, it. I, I do expect 100% crazy stories. It's going to be fun. And whoever's on the Fox side just getting into oh, these. Yeah. You know, I can't wait for those documentaries to come out. Because those yeah. will happen. Yeah. Oh. There's going to be there's gonna be battles. And it's going to be, and Fox is going to be at the forefront putting because, out the news. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's, Fox is not going into this with zero leverage. Oh, God, no. In my opinion, they're equal, if not a little bit more. They're already showing they got some pool. Here. Here's a thought. Have they announced who XFL's partner is going to be? Mm-hmm. TV partner? No. 
What if, in exchange for a seat at the creative table for SmackDown, they've already brokered some type of side deal for Fox to be the official XFL broadcaster? Because not only is that going to put more money in Vince's pocket, that's also giving him a reputable network to go ahead and air his... Because his, what, what was XFL on the last time? NBC? Yeah. And NBC I, showed that on what, Saturday afternoons? And yeah, we know that's definitely not happening again because... Yeah. No, NBC wants no part of it. Yeah. No. Fool me once, shame on... Yeah. I almost could see, and as crazy as it sounds... I almost could see the uh, XFL on WWE Network. I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you do it? Because then that brings because, in a whole different set of subscribers. Right. Just Be- based on the correct people. Um, Fox, for example, it would be intriguing, but the NFL would be pissed. Because the NFL, I mean, the NFL has proven with the AFF. They, they want nothing to do with any other. You know, they're not going to play ball with any other. And they let them drown. Right. Um, Fox is one of their biggest partners when it comes to the NFL. Um, so I'm not sure how that would work. I mean, it could it could happen in many other ways <clears throat> when it comes to that. But that's a whole other podcast for another day. Um, to kind of wrap this up in a bow, um, we definitely see that, you know, the title... Multiple title changes, multiple opportunities. Um, it's going to continue. Um, there are solutions, potential solutions out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all up to WWE. Um, and yes, we are calling out WWE on this because I don't, I don't see this when it comes to um, New Japan. Because New Japan has the long-term storyline nailed. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll do a two-year storyline on you. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised with everything that's a- happened with AEW, especially with someone like Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho around. They love the long game when it comes to storylines, and Cody does too. So um, it'll be interesting to see how um, WWE and its billions of hours of programming, <laughs> it feels like these days, will use it to appease their audience. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We've got time before. Everything comes through, and then yeah, hey, look, the Kalisto thing. No, it, it's a squash match for the uh, Viking Raiders or Minnesota Vikings, whatever you want to call them these days. <laughs> and he's like, "Here we go." <laughs> Just continue to do inhuman stuff, and hey. we'll be happy. Yeah, I'll, I'll forget about. As that. long as you don't change their moves <laughs> or tell them to limit their athletics. Oh my God! What? Michael Cole Michael didn't get Cole it right. Fire. Is that wait? Unless that's the finishing move now. Is their finisher called the Viking Experience? Stop! <laughs> Please stop. The Twin stop. City Killers. Make it stop. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Look at that! You got you choking over the Viking Experience. <laughs> Just like Greta choked on that thing. Oh, I mean, amongst other things. So if you want more of this banter, you can follow us. And we are the Wise Man <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram at Wise Man Wrestling Podcast. We are officially, officially on Spotify now. You can find us on Spotify. Um, iTunes is coming up soon. Uh, I heard a little birdie about iHeartRadio. We are out here working, and we're having fun. We're here for you. Extending our conversations with you, the people. Yeah, get with us, man. We we want to talk to people on the on the Twitters and stuff. Yeah, we we got. Thank you to uh, shout out to our dream on Twitter. But yeah. 
we went ahead and uh, responded to one of her tweets on Friday night. And uh, thank you for all the new followers. We, de we definitely saw an influx of followers. So now we'd like to actually interact with you and the fans and talk wrestling, man. Hey, talk you know shop. what? Uh, sh shout out to all the fake accounts, too. I, I appreciate y'all as well. Yeah. Thank you. You're only you're making our numbers. <laughs> all, all the mail, all the mail order brides and yeah, yeah, so on and so forth. We appreciate all of you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>